I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7. Jesse. Hey, Nels. This is episode 11. I know. We did it. We broke... Double digits. Double digits. That's amazing. We weren't able to acknowledge that fact last time because we were so excited talking to people at GDC. I had such a great time at GDC. It was really good. And the Netrunner time was so good. It was so much it fun. It happened after our last recording, but Lee and I actually played on Saturday after GDC. Oh, cool. And it was really good. She she dropped her crazy NBN deck, of course. Of course right, she right. And it came down to um, she had five points and an Astro script scored Ooh, so the token so was the there. token was there oh, she boy. had something on the board so basically i had one last turn to win and i barely pulled it out oh nice barely that's good. yeah it did, was did it you was get awesome. the lead it was treat- super good did you get the lead treatment of role-playing through the nbn-ness of- oh yeah oh that's that's oh, cool yeah. that's like legendary it was delicious Pe- people like she signs people's cards oh yeah like oh that's yeah. that's cool I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited you got to it play. was awesome Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So GDC was a good time. And yep. once again, thank you to Matt Martinson for turning our <laughs> terrible field recordings into something that's actually really listenable and nice. And uh, uh, there, was a, there was some beer at the wiki thing, and I was talking a little fast, a little rambly. I so. thought it would be way worse. I, did, I, listened, I, did to, I listened to them afterward, and it was like, oh, this is actually fun. You mm-hmm. mostly can't tell. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it was good. Great. Yeah. But. Good time. Good time. There, There's new. Things, things are happening in the world of yep. Netrunner. That's right. So let's get on that. Another data pack came out. That's right. The final pack in the spin cycle. Double time. Yep. I was really excited for this one because I love double events. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, I love them because they're supposed to be powerful. I know right. that, that uh, people flim flam on which is stronger, but I like them because it's just it's going to be big. I'm spending a lot of clicks, and I'm going to do something awesome. And yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, at, at kind of a high level... It's interesting too, like the way the like allocation of actions in the game work, where the corporation only ever has three, double events take up like two thirds of their turn, but for the runner it's only half. Yeah. They can do and two that, double events in a in a Yeah, turn. that's an interesting dynamic, right? Like yeah. you can drop something crazy and still play running interference and be making a run, but you spent your first two clicks getting a mountain of money or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's interesting how with the corpse stuff, it's like, okay, you do something, but then you have only have one more click to basically capitalize on whatever else you just did. Yeah, balancing it must have been an absolute nightmare because the money needs to be worth more for a corp, and right. the double events need to be stronger as a corp. Your yeah. clicks need to be worth more as a corp. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how they did it, but yeah. they did it's, it. It's so. interesting. So yeah, I mean, as, as is in the name, Double Time has a ton of double events. Um did you have any favorites led? Do you want to start on the corporation? Sure, let's start with the corpse. Okay. Double was, did you have any uh, double events or, or just otherwise? Any cards. There was other stuff in there too. Yeah, cool, interesting. My favorite card. Um, recently I've been into uh, brain uh, brain damage decks. And uh, are you gonna say what I think you're gonna say? It was uh, Jai Gyri's the Geary Labyrinth. Geary Labyrinth. I assume it's pronounced Geary, not Geary. Geary G Y R R G Y R I. Uh, yeah, I think Geary. it's Geary. Yeah, so it's it is a code gate with two strength, yep. two to res. Yep. And when you hit the subroutine, the maximum size of the runner's hand is minus by two until the beginning of the corporation's next next turn. turn. Yep. And that so it's kind of like two temporary points of brain damage, except they don't lose any cards. Sure, but they'll have to discard have, them at the they, end of their they, turn. It's like delayed damage. Right. And I, I like that because yeah, 
like recently I've been like I love my sentries I love I go out of faction for them in my Jinteki in I don't have a Jinteki I go out of faction to grab Jinteki and now we have like a cool code gate you can't click through that's gonna yeah mess you up a bit yeah it's interesting um I mean of course like any other code gate under under four strength yes Yog, Yog makes it go away Yog beats it up um, but I also have been kind of mucking around with an HB brain damage. Nice. Deck are you on? Are you on core? Because I went next. I went next design. Really? Oh, oh yeah. I, I've been going core. Okay. I just like next design because you're gonna get Fenris's up right away. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fenris to me, I, I, we're getting tangently crazy, but uh, Fenris to me is like what gives HB the teeth they never had. Yeah. Totally. Which is so totally because cool. you can stick one, and if you're lucky, two early points of brain damage with Fenris. No. Yeah. Problem. And, and then you pick up one or two more from an Overrider or an Edge of World, then yep, oh, then you got it. Then then you're done. And plus, brain damage to me as a, it, I it always happens in new players, and I feel kind of like a bully when it happens. But like brain damage is so much scarier. Like yeah, it, totally. It, it, it'll mess up. They'll be off their game. They'll, yeah. they'll they'll run before they're ready to run because yeah. they're just so wigged out. Which yeah, is cool. totally. It's good. And, and yeah, Geary's Labyrinth is a. Very cool, but subtle way to get in there. Lightweight brain damage, yeah. I yeah. mean, so where it seems like it would shine would be if someone already had a point or two, and then this pulls them down to cards like a hand size of like one or two cards. Right. And then all you need is a Ronin or a couple neuro- neural EMPs or whatever. Yep. That's it. They're that's done. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the very, very cool card. Yeah. Are- it's 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 kind of lame that a two strength code gate is one of my favorite cards. Of this. That, <laughs> but I, I but I I like code gates because code gates are the tricky ones. They're the yep. weird ones. I like, like Victor One. I still run tons of Victor Ones. Really? Oh yeah. Like it, oh, interesting. Um, but do you yeah. try to stack them behind another piece of? No, Victor Ones are just like a weird ice that no one's used to seeing, and it yeah. can still actually deal brain damage if they're not yeah. ready, which is kind of usually surprising. Yeah. All right, legit. legit. Yeah, very cool. cool stuff. Um, what, get, give, hit me hit me with one of your uh, corp favorites oh. this deck. Well, as you, as you may have guessed, Caprice Nise. It's Caprice Nise. It's Caprice Nise. Really? She's awesome. Yeah, she, she, I'll, I'll actually bend to the will of Jinteki being, getting a lot of great cards this. Yeah. And she's, she's, she's crazy. Yeah, she changes crazy. a lot of stuff. So Caprice is a Jinteki upgrade. She costs two to res, one to trash, four influence. So she's like a big, heavy Jinteki card. Yeah. But what she does is that when resed, after the last piece of ice is passed, and this is an important distinction we yep. should it, it, it elucidate in a second. After the last ice is passed, you do the zero, one, or two blind bid credits thing. Like, Just like, like, like Snowflake. Like or a, Snowflake bullfrog. or Bullfrog. Yeah. Where both the runner and the corporation silently pick one, two, or three credits and then reveal them at the same time. Yeah. If the credits you people picked are not the same, like if you picked one and I picked zero, then Caprice Nisei immediately ends the run. Not like can't access cards. Not like Im- access only Caprice Nisei. Nope. nope. The run, the is, run just is done. Over. So you can't access her, which is fascinating. <laughs> it's At first I was like, this thing's too strong. This is ridiculous. But then I look down and I see that awesome trash cost of one. Yes. And I see that I'm going to be hitting this card with my deep digs or with my accesses. I'm going to be trashing her before she gets down. Yeah. And it's unique. And it's exactly. You can't have two clone detect psychic detectives. Right? You just got the one. And <laughs> you just got the one. Yeah. So I, I, the card is crazy, and I'm seeing. Um, I think David Sutcliffe. I always talk about him because his posts are really great mm. on Satellite Uplink. Yes. Uh, he talks about how just insane this card is to to just the way the way that the way it, 
the whole the whole game works. Like this yeah. is like you splash this somewhere else and it's still crazy. It's yeah. still an it's, unreal it's, card. Yeah, I mean like the four influence cost is definitely that's where it should be, no question. Yep, definitely. Um it's kind of like yeah, she's kind of like Ash. Yeah, I, numbers numbers whatever whatever. But more conditional but also stronger which yep. is which is interesting right it's like this well, is a hell run them both yeah yikes, yikes right like yeah <laughs> gross <laughs> um yeah so caprice is very cool but that whole when the last piece of ice is passed, passed. is a very very important distinction which means unlike something like hokusai grid or ash or red herrings or whatever you can't res her after the runner says, I'm going to access cards. You have to res her basically when the runner is encountering the last piece of ice. So when I'm when I'm past the gutter on the last ice and I'm encountering it, then you say, I'm resing Caprice. Too and late. I'm like, At that point, it's too late. Really? When the runner approaches, or sorry, when the runner encounters the final piece of ice on the server, that's when you have to res Caprice and you say. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because well, if, if the runner gets past that piece of ice, it's too late. Because her ability triggers when the last piece of ice. So you need is to do res. it when he says, "I'm encountering this ice." Yes, I res Caprice, and you say, but he's uh, still stuck in there. Oh yeah, he still has to deal with that ice. So um, okay, so but then he could also just choose to like, okay, I don't even want to mess with this because I have a set amount of credits. Right. So forget it. I'll yeah. just bust this, and you can end the run. Yeah, exactly. Which is what why she's kind of there, anyways. Yes. Very very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's cool. It's interesting. It's I think it gives Jinteki a lot more flexibility, which is cool, but splash. Yeah, other I, corporations, it gives a lot more flexibility as well. I do like that Jinteki is about flexibility and, or or teeth, not both. Like, yeah. it's like, I can be mean to you or I can be weird to you. And yeah. that's why I think Jinteki is an interesting... Yeah, I'm, I am I don't know exactly where I'd put this in personal evolution, but... I think it's, it's all white replicating it's, perfection. It's all yeah, replicating, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very, very strong one. Yeah. Well, let's, what let, else let's, did you like? Let's continue on Jinteki because I, oh, oh. I think Shinobi is... Something, oh, something Shinobi? Nice. Shinobi is a, a big, giant sentry that... It, well, it's it's the illicit. Yep. It's the illicit uh, ice for Jinteki. Yep. So when you res it, Corporation takes one bad publicity. Which which I always find like, like thematically funny. It's like, oh, that's not sporting. You know what right. I mean? Like, 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 like the public is like, oh, well, they're using Shinobi. Like, no, we should. We, that's not. That's, that's not very good. That seems that poor seems, form. Th- poor yeah. form. That seems excessive. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> so that's well, that's also why I love illicit ice. Um, when you res Shinobi, oh sorry, cost seven to res strength yep. five sentry. Yeah, that's a five, five strength sentry. sentry. Delicious with three subs. Yep. So we're talking crazy. First sub, trace one. If successful, do one net. Second sub. Trace two. I'm seeing a pattern here. Yes. If successful, do two net damage. Third subroutine. Trace three. If successful, do three net damage. And end the run. And end the run. Yeah. Um. This it is, is. It's the Jinteki version of Muckraker. Yeah, but it, it it's so much more meaner than oh, yeah. Muckraker. Wow. Five strength. Holy cow. And if you actually outtrade, like they're they're dead unless they got public sympathy or something crazy. Is yeah. A yeah. Borrowed if, satellite. If, if you whatever. have enough money. And can beat them on all of those traces. Game's over. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is why Wayland can use Shinobi. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But both Wayland and especially making news NBN because yep. you get those two extra, two extra traces. Yeah. I mean, even if the the only one you stick is the last one, three net damage and end the run. That's that's fantastic. That's like that's like a neural katana. That's like, a super neural katana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, that's a neural katana with like the Wakizashi follow up. You know, like it's, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it. The one two. The one two. And yeah, it it almost seems like 
I mean, you uh, now Jinteki kind of has the tools to set up a lot of money, sure. but especially in no either Wayland I would say or NBN. Of, I, no, that, and Shino, was, that's where Shinobi wants to exactly. Go. And I was actually talking uh, with Kaylee about this earlier, and I was saying like, you know how like like toothless HB is in a lot of the early runs. Mm. HB can make a ton of money, but when it's all said and done, you can, we can click through your shit. Almost we, all we, we can yeah. click through your Aside stuff. Aside from Fenris, yeah, yeah. So, but we have a lot of money, and like we could we could top res a Shinobi with an HB and like right. they're not ready for that. Like yeah, they have a mountain of money yeah. and like, I can deal with you. It's like, no, you can't. I will just trace you to death with the Shinobi. Yeah. And again, when I'm playing against Jinteki, I'm like, I want to get my sentry breaker up because right. I know you have teeth. Yeah. But with this, e- even then the fact that this thing mimic it, doesn't do shit. Mimic can't do it. Yeah. Awesome. It's a beast. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's cool. And, and, but three influence, a little costly, but that's a, that's a good number. I think. Yeah. No, or totally. else I'd just be running three Shinobis and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and as we're finding the more subs, the stronger the ice, not yes. just the strength. It's the more subs. Yep. Like NBN, we always say it has awesome subs, but they only ever have one. Yep. And, the cards that are coming out now have more subs, and those are way meaner. Like yeah. way, it's way more costly to get through there. Yeah, it's cool. I like Shinobi a lot. Um, I also in here, weirdly, like Broadcast Square. <laughs> really? Yeah. Leave it up to Nels to pick one of those ones. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, tell us what Broadcast Square. Broadcast Square is an NBN asset. Uh, it has two to res, five to trash. So no so one's trash. Once you get that thing up, it's staying up. <laughs> Especially because you probably also have sand sands. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you have five bucks to spend trashing something. What are you going to trash? It's not going to be broadcast no, square. It's, no, not going to um, And uh, it costs three influence. So it only, the what it does is that whenever the corporation is about to take one bad publicity, you run a trace three. If that trace three is successful, you avoid taking the bad publicity. Right. So again, in making news, basically for free, you can crank that thing up to a trace five. So you're not probably going to get bad publicity. Bad publicity. That's Almost right. ever. Yeah, sure. It, so it's like, okay, so now you can bring in Shinobi and not have to worry about the downside yep. of it being illicit. Same thing with Grimm. Um, so what what is a little bit ambiguous, and I'm sure there will be a clarification about this, yeah. is like profiteering. I actually, I, I think I heard the the Team Covenant guys talking about this, and mm-hmm. you actually, it doesn't work with that because you don't get the money, you get the money as a result of the bad pub, I believe. I know the ruling. Oh, is, I see. Because I, it's like for it, every bad publicity you take, get five you credits. Take is the word here. Got it. Right. right. So that's why it doesn't work too hot on that. Right. Okay. If it, so if, yeah. it, if it did, madness. Profiteering would be in every Crazy. NBA deck, and this yeah. would be it. Okay. So it doesn't do with that, but even it, then, the fact that it lets you. Hostile takeover. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't think about right? that. No, you like, could, you it? could totally pull it into Wayland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, cool. well, come on, Wayland fracks the earth. They, they, right. They res. They, they, they beat up your grandma, your grandmother. You yeah, know, like, yeah. They, Even if all you're doing is making the runner pay three credits to give you a bad publicity, that's yeah. still awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, but probably the first place I'd put it is in an NBN deck that runs. Plenty of illicit ice. Yeah, and you just don't have to. You just don't have to worry about it yeah, anymore. Like the, and that that our NBN Shinobi, our NBN Shinobi would would like this one if it wants <sighs> to keep keep that away. Because yeah, yeah. BP sucks against Trace Ice because they have this. Yep. Because like, oh, it's man. just like oh, more free money to throw against yeah, those traces. I've been, been there. Yeah. What well, else did you dig? I loved Hive. Hive. I love, I love ah, Hive. Hive. Yep. We're talking Hive. More Whalen Muscle. Let's bring it. We got. But pu- it's weird, and that's why it's good. Yeah, because it, it it is it is a little bit more crafty than Whalen's other tactics. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll definitely give it that. Yeah. It's a five res barrier, two influence, three strength. Hi, uh, it says Hive loses an end of the run subroutine for each agenda point on the corpse score area, and it has 
five subroutines, all of which say end the run. Yep. This thing's like a monster. Yeah. This, this, so early this, game, it is a gigantic wall of static. And you know what? Finally, finally, Corroder has a problem with this. Yep. Like Morningstar craps on this card, which oh, is great. Yeah. Guys, start playing more Morningstar. Yeah. Morningstar's a cool card. And yeah. It's like, there's a lot of subs and... It's 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 taxing. I love it. It's 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 muscle in a different way. It's like yeah. the, it's like the traps, not the biceps of Wayland. You know, like right. that's, I, 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 I'm, I'm I'm I really 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 yeah. like that. Card. Hive is super cool, and it almost almost makes me wonder if you would also want to put in like one or two security subcontracts. Yeah, because yeah. late game when that thing has like it's just a ball of static, you're like, ah, I'll pawn it for four bucks, for four bucks for one click. Yeah, I, yeah, and then you're halfway to paying for like. Well, not halfway, but almost halfway to paying for like a curtain wall or a Janus, sure. or even or... splash, or even that splash biotic labor that you needed to get through, right? Like, right. Like it's a, it's it's a cool card, and it changes during the course of the game, which is so cool. Yeah, uh, you're, you're not sitting there with that enigma that you're like, ah, oh, have the trash over this. You're like, no, it's still gonna probably be okay. When you're sitting yeah. at five, I guess it's out. I guess yeah. It's out of now it's time to throw it away. But in that, <laughs> it's, it's awesome early, and in the mid, it's still pretty good. It's, yeah. It's, sorry, it's, it's still pretty good. Yeah, because you're probably gonna have some one or two things. Up stacked in front of it right so it still has some value yeah definitely and it's like five to res it's Wayland's got money to throw around yeah. i think it's very, very cool yeah I like man cool. imagine a chum in front of that madness like yeah. there's no way you're breaking yeah. it oh i see i see the last thing probably yeah, well, talking about which is probably side. definitely you 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 must have saw this too and yeah. we're excited so yeah i like it a lot this this card's been talked about a lot um i th- i think they're it, rightfully so is it, it is game changing it, it is yeah because yeah. now we need to run differently and yes. that's that that's always a game changer on the yes. corp side and what card is this now this is the napd the new angeles police, police department. department contract yeah which is so cool like the flavor is there I too love it it's I there too it. it's everything it's yeah everything. so the napd contract is a uh four advance two point agenda yeah it's neutral so anybody can include it everybody will include and it. everybody will yeah. probably include it um so it has a downside for the corporation for every bad publicity the corporation has, the advancement requirement is one point higher. Yeah. So if you have one point of bad publicity, it's now a five for two. Let's talk about a six. Which is awful. A, yeah. Or how about a six bad pub Grendel with... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not He's not really going to score th- this. This is never getting scored, ever. Yeah. Um, but it also has a downside for the runner. Specifically, the runner must pay not one, not two, not three, but four credits four? to steal this agenda. Currently, when I run, I barely scrape by. Yeah. To the end of the car. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm out of money. I'm like, I'm po- like pouring sweat. Yep. And now I get to the end, and it's the it's the cops, so I can't get through. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's oh literally it's like oh, oh my god, I get just steal from the police. Yeah, because right, that's all on me. And yep. also, it's like oh, the corpse would do so much bad stuff. Oh, when they team up with the cops, oh, of course. So of course, it's going to be need some paperwork, some bureaucracy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's one of those cards that is awesome, and the flavor is amazing, and yeah. I'm in love with it. Yeah. So so I mean, it's it's interesting in a ton of ways, but. Another and it, again, this I think this kind of speaks to the design chops of yes. Lucas and Damon and yep. whoever else is working on the game, Fantasy Flight, whose names we don't know, <laughs> um, is like okay, well, what's a super strong strategy right now? It's basically pick an Andromeda or Gabe. Yep. Load up with a crap ton of data suckers, 
and run a bunch of fixed strength breakers where you generally don't have a ton of money because you don't need it but all your runs are super cheap yeah so at the end of a run you'll only have like maybe one or two credits but you can just make those you can make two or three of those runs every turn yeah and you're basically it's only costing you a buck every time but now you hit an napd contract and you're like i can't afford that yeah. or if you do Great, you're now busted for your next turn, which gives the corp a chance to actually some, score something else. Some breathing else. room for sure. Some definitely yeah. some breathing room. Yeah, it's it's changing a lot of. It, it was, I guess, yeah, crazy, crazy meta call from the FFG guys uh, yeah. trying to fix this cheap run where their their econ is in these data sucker tokens, which is in this yeah. other weird splash, and the criminals just can aggressively run everywhere. But they run, they'll run rigless, they'll run broke, like they don't, they don't care. Their money, yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't yeah. care. And now it's like we have a card that does and also again uh posted by david was this with nisei is insanity right because i know how much you ha- you can max bet yeah and how much money you're gonna have left and i can you can even match me in access and you still can't yeah score. exactly it's like oh you got five credits i'll put down two. Oh, you also put down two okay you got three credits yeah i feel grab the card oh sorry yeah it's a, it's it's cool and and also this card i think can fit anywhere if if you need the, yes. that two agenda points this is this is a strong card yep i think totally as like, like this this can be behind this can literally be, be behind an rsvp yes and it can be and safe. it can and it can never be stolen until they get out and pay for breaking rsvp yeah which is a decoder so i expensive. think so yeah i think RSVP the, is the best four. yeah so if you had torch sure you, <laughs> let's, you, you let's could, give them torch yeah, you yeah. could steal this agenda for five credits if you have something more normal yeah go, let's those blade blade yeah is then it's go-to. four credits oh sorry uh three yeah two to boost and one to break so three to break rsvp and then four more so, to steal an apd contract that's, that's seven that is like ludicrous that is like the cost for gordo to break a toll booth yeah like it's yeah it's it, it, it's it's Christ, such a cool card put this behind a toll booth oh oh <laughs> god yeah, yeah yeah and what i also really love about this too is like we're seeing the corp take a different avenue like i'm not zapping the runner's brain yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm not you know tricking him with other ice it's like i'm going this governmental route like i'm, I'm doing this other thing yeah to beat the runner yeah and then it's, yeah. it's but the downside is obviously is, is stupendous because it's like okay well a five two no you, thanks like, yeah you definitely don't want to put it in a, a deck that has a bunch of bad publicity no, 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 no. and the runner has a few tools for putting bad publicity on the on the corporation right yep. so if you see an napd contract that you can't steal you're like oh okay now it's time <laughs> change to gears accelerate yep. whatever like if you happen to be packing stuff that gives the corporation bad publicity Oh, bleh, now it's time to put it on there. Yeah. Which means I would probably never, ever, ever run this alongside clone retirement. No, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like or Vulcan uh, cover. Oh yeah, or so Vulcan cover. Any, yeah. any of the cool, any of the cool ones that when the runner scores it, you get a bad pub. Yeah, uh, makes you yeah. kind of. Li- I mean, I, I like if if in your mind you're like, I am never, ever, ever gonna bother scoring this. It's basically just like a four credit tax whenever the runner wants to get closer to winning. Yeah maybe then it's okay to put in with a deck that you've got you know clone retirement or whatever but otherwise it's definitely like okay you want to you want to make sure your hands are nice and clean <laughs> that's before you before you sign up with the cops that's right that's right which yeah. is awesome and also it's cool because uh, like uh i'm even thinking Waylon. uh they're spending all their money so that that punitive counter-strike is definitely happening because they, they're down yes, four credits like yes. it, it, it fits in almost like a lot of really interesting yeah like decks. A, like a relatively like a clean hands Wayland deck. Yeah. Totally love this. <laughs> which yeah. Is, yeah, which is which, which is, is also hilarious. Which is also hilarious and great. Yeah, very, but, very cool. But it wasn't just the corporation. No, the, that got the runners all got some cards. All their cool 
tools yeah. this you, data pack? You open this wide open. So what is your favorite runner card? Uh, it Because I think I definitely feel less um, affiliated on the runner side than I do on the corporation side. But I do think I gravitate toward the shapers the most. Right. Thusly, paintbrush is, is super interesting. It's it's madness. It's like a light tinkering you can do Every, every turn, turn yeah. Well, well, no. This is so. This is their sneak door. This is their keyhole. It's, yes, right. It's a, yeah, it's, it's totally. a two mu. It mixes the game up like crazy. Yeah. So it's two memory units, three credits to install. So it's not cheap, but it's not crazy. It's four influence. So probably nobody's ever gonna splash it. No. But what it does is just program sits around. But for one click, you can choose a res piece of ice, That's which important. is important. It's not tinkering. Un- unlike tinkering, which yep. you can put on anything. A thing has to be face up already, but you you pick a resed piece of ice, and then you say that that ice now has a sentry code gate or sentry type or or sentry, barrier type, or barrier rather, type yeah. until the end of the next run you make. Yeah. So it's kind of like a little mini tinkering you can do whenever you want. Yeah, and it's uh it's it it's cool. It's very shaper. Yes. Like it's so of course, of course, Kit, Kit loves Kit's this. all over this. Kit right? Kit'll run torch in this and Yeah. You run tor- torch in this tor- Torchosaurus is probably yeah. what is basically be. that. Yeah. yeah. So you you know, you're just automatically code gating the first thing. You use paintbrush to code gate the second thing, which was almost certainly already resed because you ran it earlier. And you're sick of Kate, so the corpus keep res <laughs> Corp wants to res more ice. Yeah, exactly. So it's like and because Kit real in general, she only wants to make like one big strong run per yeah, turn she, anyway. Yeah, yeah she uh, she digs deep. She hits the R and D and like yeah, like hard exactly. Know? So it's like okay, well now you're gonna have to start stacking your ice like three Crazy. deep yeah. to make sure that Kit can't get in with just her one icebreaker. Yeah, it's, it's that's ugh. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's totally more of that like uh, making the court play differently. Yes, hell, you play Kit and they're already playing differently. Right, but this is another one of those cards that really kind of mixes it up. Yeah, so yeah. good paintbrush good, is super cool. Good on like shaper. It. Good on shaper. How about you? Um, my favorite card in this set is actually Fall Guy. Really? Which is a criminal card. It's one influence. It costs zero. It's a resource. It's not unique. So I can have three Fall Guys out. Oh, man. Uh, your string of patsies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't, you, even, I don't you're, even want to work with me very much. Yeah. yeah. Your, your parade of imbeciles. <laughs> yeah. And so it has two abilities. First is trash. Prevent another installed resource from being trashed. And the other one is trash gain two credits and it's just great we have a guy getting handcuffed by dirty cops it's perfect yep. it's a, it, 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 yeah. the, the flavoring is good but my favorite part about this card is now we have these like now when you play a source and you, you score something it, it doesn't get trashed oh the fall guy takes a fall yeah and i love oh i didn't think about that I love, oh that's good and and even um what what what's what's some other ones that trash on the, uh, the resources the, that go away resources that go um, away when something happens uh, but the be, ba- it doesn't go away but um it can certainly save your data link reversals that's that's that, that's the sweetness so, that yeah, i'm all about yeah because it it, it, it it jesse's <laughs> favorite thing ever is like is dlr yeah you vamp to nothing dlr and they finally dredge up enough money to blow up the data link reversal and you're like yeah the fall guy's taking it yeah they're keeping now it. i'm gonna mill five more cards yeah <laughs> so i was really excited when i saw this because i was like oh man my dlrs are protected by this yeah. army of imbeciles yeah and, it's like a sacrificial construct and, and, and plus you know you don't need to play dirty with it like you just keep it so your Katie Jones is safe, so your, yeah. they can't see source and rock you. Like right. you can actually not hit that threshold of get nine on Katie and you better take it. 
Right. You know what I mean? Because now you have like some some insurance. Yeah. You can yeah. like rock Katie for a while and get an insane yeah. run. In. And but it does also make that clause on character assassination make sense because character yep. assassination the NBN. Uh, agenda that when it's scored, you can you um, the corporation immediately trashes a runner resource and it cannot cannot be, be prevented. prevented. That's right, and that's and that's awesome because it's like I'm attacking Nels and I, you can't send a fall guy at me, Nels, because yeah, I'm attacking it, you. It's that like, guy. <laughs> I'm I'm so again, it just keeps it just keeps working. It just keeps working out. So that's and what one influence like I'm 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 crazy about this card. I, oh I man, I'm, 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 that was my hilariously my favorite card on the runner's side in this set that makes sense that makes sense yeah um i also it there in in coordination there are two things i definitely like together um lucky find and power nap yeah yeah yeah. so lucky find is basically huge sure gamble yep so it's a double event so it costs you two clicks cost just three credits unlike sure gambles five just three credits and you gain nine credits nine for having three so two clicks you're up six credits yep but lucky find costs two influence that's right to include because otherwise everyone would just just run lucky find always <laughs> yeah yeah i think I, I think that's a fair influence cost totally uh, no, no no it completely is like it, this is again like a testament to kind of the the design strength of influence as like a balancing mechanic yeah they just did it like they can't they can't just straight up make a, a more powerful card now because yeah. we, we can balance it by making it four influence or two exactly. influence or neutral that has two influence. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, oh yeah, that's the other thing about Lucky Find is that it's neutral. So anyone yeah, can anyone include can it, this. Yeah. but for two influence. And the fact that there can be influence on neutral cards, super smart. Yeah, very Even very though smart. it took until creation and control with the source we saw for anything song. to actually use it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and this 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 card to me is awesome because I, I I end up with three a lot, but I rarely have that uh, sure gamble push of five. Five, yeah, totally. And three is like great number that I can always end up with. Like hell, daily cast, you're almost there. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, very very cool card. And again, it's a double. And so let's go on to the next one because that one's basically just econ. Yeah. And also, sorry, it saves you slots. Like it saves you card slots. That's true. Of econ, like it's one card. Instead of two easy marks, you have one lucky find. Right. For as an example. Yep. yep, yep. Totally. So, that, so, so there we got like we have more space to put other awesome netrunner cards mm-hmm. in our runner mm-hmm. decks. Totally true. Cool. Yeah. And so what? Why is it so awesome with this new card, Power Nap? So I like Power Nap because Power Nap is a shaper double event. It costs zero credits, and you get two credits. So two that credits sounds for two crappy clicks. now. That sucks. <laughs> but you also get one additional credit. For every double event in your heap. Now that's sounding interesting. So now that's sounding better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you can do, and this is obviously very, very combo-y. But that, but those are the most fun things. But also about. fantastic. That's right. <laughs> so imagine, set yourself into a mind palace. <laughs> you have four credits. Okay. Start of your turn, you install the bemoaned Starlet Crusade funding. The corporation is, laughs at you. Yes. Cackles madly. Which calls is, his friends. Exactly. Which is one credit to install. So now you're down to three credits. And three but clicks. you can play all your double events without having to pay the additional cost. Sure. So ne- then after that, you play Lucky Find. Oh. One click, now you're up six credits. Then you play Eureka. You install whatever giant program you happen to either through motivation or test run put on top of your stack. So now okay. you have freaking Torch, uh, torch sure. or torch. Toolbox or sure. whatever. And that costs you three. And then you play Power Nap and you what? net at least four credits. Because you have Eureka and Lucky Find in your heap. But say you were smart and earlier you hostaged out a Aesop's Pawn Shop. 
because he's a connection. That's right. Wow. Hostage is a double <laughs> event. So now <laughs> you're getting five credits. This sounds like the best game of Netrunner you will ever play. It's pretty good. But that's 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 very cool. And that's, and your, that's, and that's, that's your whole turn. So then your turn ends. Corporation takes their turn. At the start of your next turn, you use that Ace Shop's pawn shop you installed with Hostage earlier to sell the Starlet Crusade funding, yep. which means you're not down clicks anymore. Right. So you have this small in, window of like awesome. The yeah. Small, yeah, yeah. In one turn, you were up nine credits and you've installed Something a awesome. massive program or piece of hardware for free. I hear for three credits. I, I hear monolith. I guess your hand's not gonna be that big, but <laughs> probably not that big. <laughs> probably not that big. But yeah, that's that's yeah. cool. That is obviously it's a crazy turn. But I think with Power Nap and all the other double events that are now kicking around, yeah. of course, like I think running Starlit Crusade fun- Starlight Crusade funding alone is kind of crazy, but Starlight with Aesop's Pawn Shop is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And because Hostage is a double event that you can use to tutor out Aesop's Pawn Shop, that's just more double events that are sitting in your heap, giving you money every single time you power nap. Yeah, and what's cool is like that's that's using that's using influence all across the board. So yeah. both, if you wanted to make a double event deck, like you you'd probably stay in Shaper because we got like the nap and power stuff. Power nap, yeah. But, we can and Aesop's yeah anything that promotes more play of double events I'm always a fan of totally. and this card like basically could just say play more double events runners because they're good yeah <laughs> and get more money and, and, and get more money yeah. plus it's a, it's adorable it's chaos theory she's sleeping with her dinosaurs, dinosaurs. there's butterflies around her yeah. and she hacks in her sleep or something very, something very, like that very yeah. very cool it's very awesome cool. It's, a, it's a great card yeah um, is there anything else in there that you found particularly um, interesting? I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Queen's Gambit. Okay, okay. Queen, so Queen's Gambit is, is definitely a gambit. It's definitely a gambit, and we we this was kind of spoiled earlier, like way way before, well yeah. before, like beginning of spin cycle, probably Something even earlier. Like yeah. But it's a three influence Anarch card. It's a double event, cost zero. Uh, place up to three advancement tokens on an unrezzed card in a remote server. Gain two for each advancement token placed. You cannot access that card this turn. Yep. And so that is, we're talking like a gambit, but we're also talking like. Again, two clicks, six credits. Two clicks, six credits. So the econs are starting from zero. Yep. Zero boost to six in two turns. That's pretty good. That's that's, super good. That's efficient. And, you know, best, like, hopefully you put it on a, 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 Adonis campaign. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or or, the San San City grid. Yeah. Or you're rocking enough exposed that you can safely gambit. Right. So the other thing is, is that like, if there's some upgrade that you really, really want to get rid of, use Queen's Gambit. Sorry, but they've put some other like trap on it to protect it. Right. Like lots of, not lots of people. Certainly some people will res San San City grid, but then keep it safe with Edge of World. So what you do is you just use Queen's Gambit. You drop three advancement tokens and get six credits on that edge of world and then you run on that server you cannot access the edge of world like you are not allowed to even though the corporation really wishes you could yeah so then you spend five of those six credits you just got to sack the san san city grid um it's 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 cool it's a neat thing that can happen in the game yeah which for sure yeah packing this without exposed seems definitely risky but that's why it's called a queen's game that's called why it's called the queen's game it's 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 a cool card plus like early in the game it's like if I if yeah I know the corpse gonna score two to four points, right? Like, let's help him out a bit. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll, totally. I'll like if, money. if this gives them fuel to maybe score something to score two points. But let's you say like drop three or four medium runs. Yeah, I I think I take the, that uh, turn every time. Yeah, I exactly. Time. I, I think the balance sheet comes out on the runner side on that front. <laughs> yeah, I, I think more people need to be playing this because I love stim hack, and this is kind of like the the non brain damagey stim hack. Yes, it's like risky totally. as hell. Yeah, um, but like if if you land it 
and it, it's perfect, then it, the payoff is huge. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of again more 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 anarch stuff. Yep. Super yeah. good. So um, the only other thing in here that's kind of interesting, obviously they don't make a big deal right now, is we saw the completion of the the stealth hardware. That's right. We did. So much, 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 much way earlier in the first freaking data pack and spin cycle and opening moves. Is that when Dagger was? It, uh, no, that's not when Dagger was in creation and control. Okay. But Lockpick, Lockpick right. showed up in opening moves. Lockpick is just a super simple piece of shaper hardware. Um, it just costs one credit to install and gives you one credit to use on the favored shaper icebreaker, uh, icebreaker yeah. which is decoders. Three influence, which Three is influence. important because that's across the whole board. Which now. is which is pretty big. So now in in double time, we saw that kind of get completed. So the Anarchs got the Dyson Fractal Generator, yep. which is the exact same thing. One credit to install. Three influence gives you one reoccurring credit to use on the Anarchs. Favorite ice baker walls fractors because they just barrier get through barriers they yep. they get in that's yep. that's their job and then also the criminals got their version silencer which is the exact same one credit to install one reoccurring credit to use only on killers yeah and three influence but this means that now the shapers have two sources of stealth credits to use with dagger with dagger and daggers a beast dagger is a beast you just have to be able to pay so if people don't remember um cloak and dagger ha 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 (laughs) were in were two programs in creation control yep cloak is just a i think it's is it one or two to install it might be two it could be two Uh, i think it's a two credit program to install it's a program so it costs an mu basically and it gives you one reoccurring credit that is a stealth type credit but you can use it on any icebreaker but because it is a stealth type card, it gives like stealth reoccurring credits. Yeah. And then Dagger is a shaper killer that has base zero strength. And it just is the normal killer thing of like spend one credit to break a sentry subroutine. But it is spend one credit to boost its strength by five. Like five. Huge. Except that credit you're using to boost its strength has to be a stealth credit. Right. So before, you'd have to have, like, a whole ton of cloaks or, like, put Dagger on Dinosaurus or Personal Touch or use the Helpful AI or something like that to be able to reliably get its strength up. Because otherwise, if there are, like, two high-strength sentries on the same server, well, now you're in trouble. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But now, with Silencer, you can actually put that together with Dagger and... Have a pretty wicked killer. You got tons of money, right? Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, Kate's installing Silencer for free. Yep. It's, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's three influence, which it should be, so it eats up a lot of influence, but it's kind of cool that all that stealth stuff is out there now. Yeah. And I'm really stoked to see what the... Other factions. Yeah, Dagger yeah. is the only stealth actual, like, icebreaker in the game so far, so it'll be super cool to see. I bet, uh, oh, I guarantee that at le- the whatever the stealth um, criminal killer is will be in Honor and Profit. Yeah, but uh, no, I actually don't think it's going to be a killer because we gave Shapers a killer. Oh, that's so true. I, I, think, I think they're going to cross-faction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe it'll might be a Fractor or a Decoder exactly. or something. Exactly. That's, that, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. they're going to be doing. Oh, interesting. Which, which is yep. even, even, even cooler. Even cooler. Even totally cooler. cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. I know. Oh, those, no. those guys know what they're doing. Yeah, no, super <laughs> excited. Yeah. Well, sweet. That's Double Time. In general, it's 
really cool. It's more good. I I actually I'm I'm in love with everything they do, so I'm not too yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm I I I can't dump on their packs cuz the packs always have something in there that's just great. Yep. Yeah. Everything in here is super cool. Yep. Um okay, well we got a bit of reader mail this week from you the readers oh from from me from you <laughs> that's jesse the, the, Turner. the softball praise questions yeah, yeah. tell me why that's are you guys so, so cool <laughs> um <laughs> so uh sean duncan who was at gdc but we never crossed paths with him and oh, didn't no, get to I play didn't. with him you could hit the necro booth i was there I know. Time. it okay. was a bummer but right. i'm sure at some point in the future we will get to play with sean and it will be rad right. um, but he asked thoughts on the lunar cycle uh, gonna mess things up in crazy ways. Is this good for the game at the beginning of the end? Um, I mean, in general, I don't think it's... Talking about stuff that isn't released is very hard because you're completely devoid of context. Right. right. Like, we're seeing, like, some lunar stuff has been trickled down. Yep. But we're only seeing part of the cycle. Exactly. We're not seeing the direct hard counters that, that are probably in there anyways. Yeah. So people think currents are gonna be a big deal, and they are, yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. Like, currents are kind of like, it's a card you play... But it has a permanent effect that stays in play until until the other side either plays a current or, or loses an agenda. Yeah. So that that to me is pretty pretty crazy. Like, yeah. like permanence, so, is, permanence is all over the permanence this game. is yeah. Permanence is super interesting. But the thing you have to remember about all that stuff is like those are now card slots you are not dedicating to something else. Yeah. Right. Are like are 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 you risking countercurrenting or just saying fuck it and I'll just keep my deck yeah, away? Like it's already yeah. difficult. Like I look at especially on the corporation side, it's like, okay, well I gotta have my agendas, gotta have my ice, <laughs> gotta have my money. Now my current then you really have like maybe twelve to fifteen cards you can play around with. So it's like, okay, well yeah, you're gonna be dedicating dedicating those to credit to currents, say, but then you're not dedicating those to traps you're not dedicating those to upgrades or whatever sure yeah so it's like it will off i mean in general like i think the game is advanced very well where it's about giving more options yeah but not giving you clear decisions that's like oh of course this is the the only thing to do right yeah Uh, and and, and we're not even seeing exactly how like we're not seeing a lot of currents but the effect that i am seeing i'm yeah. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm excited about they're cool yeah they're totally cool and so we're so we're gonna see that oh you're oh you're running whale and current like you know we're, we're gonna be seeing those deck archetypes come up but we're i bet you we're still gonna see like every other deck type that was out there i don't yeah yeah and I, also i'm a i'm a bit of an optimist on a game that i'm this crazy about like yeah. oh they can't do wrong yeah and here, i mean it's it's clear that not only do the people actually working developing the game have super solid chops as far as this stuff is concerned but it sure. seems like they also play tested a ton yeah yeah right um and i know that ffg not only does obviously tons and tons of internal play testing but they also have like play test groups yeah that they work with they send out like you know prototype cards to to see and i think that like when you cast the net that wide you're probably not accidentally going to introduce something that's just janky and busted and sure. bad and what i like is like 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 exactly like he's saying there's some crazy stuff there and yeah how cool is that that there's crazy stuff there and there's probably going to be it's, it's probably just gonna make the game better like, yeah <laughs> that to me is because i remember magic had a Ma- magic had a problem and i know I, I i'm not dumping on magic i'm saying that they had a problem we'll get to that they had a problem where it was kind of they had to nerf everything and make everything weaker when they kind of introduced new cards. So yeah. for a while there, the sets were quite weak and just yeah. everything was just crappy because awesome cards make unbalanced yeah. things you, happen. You, power creep is a real problem. Yeah, right? and, and it seems to me like now we're seeing these big powerhouse cards come in and 
I'm I'm just excited because yeah. I know that it, it, I know influence is balanced, and I know that my deck size isn't sixty. I know my deck size is lean, and I need yes. space. And yeah. I need In, to... between yeah between the way the factions work and influence, it seems like there are enough kind of like release valves. Sure. Yeah. To balance out otherwise potent abilities, that at least so far things don't seem like they're you know scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as goodness <laughs> is concerned. That's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but, but I think that's a viable question because I've seen games get screwed up like that, both, yep. both video and uh, analog, analog games. Yeah, games, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So it will be super exciting to see where that comes. But honestly, I'm, I'm more excited about honor and profit. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Like N- N- Nels is chomping at the. Is it champing at the bit? Champing at champing at the bit. I uh, see. I've I've done some schooling. Um, <laughs> champing at the bit to talk about honor and profit, and me too. I, I'm excited about that as well. Um, another piece of reader mail. Great, Thomas Burton. It's more of an observation than a question, but I think it's an interesting one. All right, that uh, not so much a question as a general comment. I wanted to make now that you've finished your look at each faction. Uh, one of my favorite things about the design of Netrunner is the faction system, and especially how the corporation factions synergize with each other. The way I look at it, each corp pairs with another corp in an interesting way. NBN and Hospitaloid both have fast advanced tools. Jinteki and Wayland have meat damage and net damage. Jinteki and Hospitaloid benefit from the synergy of having random damage and program trashing, while Wayland brings bags to make use of NBN's tags. HB and Wayland can take advantage of each other with big ice and big money. NBN and Jinteki are possibly the least synergistic pair, but there's still synergies like Jackson Howard and Reoccurring Snare, ambushes and astro script chums and toll booth and snoop and net damage because of how the runner factions work there isn't the same dualism in the runner decks their tools have more universal functionality anyway i didn't have much of a point here but that's just something i wanted to mention and i think that is totally a good observation that is very cool yeah Yeah, it's super smart that like i mean i think in general the design of the game does a very good job of giving each faction, both on the runner side and the corporation side, like this their specific identities. Um, I mean, yeah, be, because of as as he notes, like the way that because each runner faction kind of specializes in one icebreaker, for example. Yeah, it ends up being kind of universal, right? It's like you're probably gonna pull in one of the good, uh, at least one, if not two good icebreakers from the factions in faction that yeah. you aren't, right? Yeah. So it's like okay. Everybody runs Corroder because yep. it's kind of the best barrier breaker. Yep. Um, so that, yeah, that you that just because of that and because there are fewer factions on the runner side, that, that there is more universality there for sure. That like, oh yeah, there's cool corporate corp, uh, there's cool criminal stuff that fits well in with Anarch. There's cool shaper stuff that fits in well with criminal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But yeah. And, but it's also interesting because like cool observation. Yeah, because the runner is an individual and he's up against a multifaceted company. Right. So that's what else. That like, of course. So yeah, two. He needs to rely on himself. He needs right. to like he he can't stretch too thin. Right. So it's it's again it's it is a great observation and I'm, I I think uh, I I I never really thought about the uh, the because I actually run Jinteki in my NBN all the time. Right. And um, but I didn't do it out of a thought of like, oh, these cards are synergizing. I'm like, I just like people face planning first turn into a neural katana. Yes. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter what faction I'm in. But yep. yeah. But no, the very, very, very cool observation. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we'll do, we'll maybe do two more. Um, so Colin Bayer asked, 
Is there a particular set of card ratings y'all believe in, or should I just play with the cards until I can rate them myself? I like the second part of that. Yes. <laughs> so, I, in general, so in, I mean, we've kind of alluded to this before, but like really intense analysis that is devoid of context, I think, um, you can end up kind of like, you can say almost whatever you want there and find a way to make it sound right. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, in general, you really have to consider the other stuff that exists, but especially in the game, like, the game state matters tremendously. And obviously, you can't, like, talk about game state on the internet because <laughs> the state of every single game is different. Right. Um, but I think, like, trying to distill, is this card good or not, divorced of, well, what else? I mean, you just have, at most, three copies of that card in your deck. What the hell are the other 40, 42 cards doing? Right, yeah. Um, but also, it's like, well, what is the state of the game? And that those two things matter way more and than, like, putting one to five stars on a blog post on the internet. Yeah, sure, sure. And, and, and what about, like, what about your meta? Like, what are, what are your yeah. friends playing? Like, there there's metas where NetShield just owns everything. Yeah, like, totally. There is. In there, Toronto, there, for example. In, in Toronto, that's Apparently. Right. <laughs> Apparently, they love Jinteki in Toronto. Yeah. But, yeah, I think... I think and again, it's just just play more. Just play more, and yeah. you're gonna find your favorite cards. Like me and Nels never agree on which cards are good. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like and I think I think I think good is kind of a canard too, right? Like we talked about this before. Sure, but I think in general, Netrunner is like seventy percent at table play and just thirty percent of deck building. Yeah, right. But, but so at, it's like it's still it's still great, and and I I I never want to be known as a guy that shits on the guys that do that great analytical stuff. Yeah, no, no, because no. Because that is awesome. There's, that is so there's, cool. There's interesting useful insight there for sure but it's like it is one part of what you need to consider yeah not just like oh someone on the internet said this card is worth five stars well now i should just run that yeah right because it, it, it's like if it's not to your personal play style then it doesn't matter that's right how, yeah. how good it ostensibly is right yeah for the longest time i would just stay away from um uh, like asset economy because i was used to wayland i'm used to punching through with operations and right. I'm like man adonis campaign what idiot is playing that and then all of a sudden i, I started trying it and um i just it opened it a like, lot of oh it's actually me. really I'm good like, oh, this is great <laughs> i love this and i started even running eve campaign and so, right and i was like this is just awesome wow and it was so it's it just play just play more just play more and you're gonna find things you like and yeah. things you don't like and yeah, the cool things that you like and the things that work for you are way more important than some kind of objective notion of whether or not a thing is yeah. good. And, and I'm actually seeing it fall off from the star rating system. There's just guys that say that how prevalent it'll be when the car comes out because there's a lot of things you can do with it. And that, I, I, I love those guys for doing right. it because they're used to the five-star like card game rating system yeah. of, oh, it's a three-star, it's a four-star. Yeah. But now it's more like, this card's going to see some serious play. Or this card's going to see some weird play, but we're not seeing the tourneys. Like, that, to me, is that to me is interesting. Yeah. And, and and we're even seeing the, the the card rating guys that love statistics and stuff be a little bit more flexible on their final say on yeah. the cards. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Um. Finally, from our friend Kim Win. Quinn, Yeah. Uh. Not not Quinn's. Kim Win. Kim, Kim Win. Yes, yes, that's right. That's an important distinction. Uh. She says uh, a game store near me used to host weekly Netrunner nights. But those evenings have been replaced with magic tourneys. In fact, four out of the seven days a week are magic nights. Uh, I asked the manager about it, and he said, frankly, magic pays the bills. Um, due to the randomized booster packs and the guaranteed large turnout, 
This is fairly is a fairly common sentiment among game stores in my area. I'm not mad at Magic, but this makes me sad. <laughs> I'm sad at Magic. <laughs> yeah. Do you see the draft formats as a monetary incentive for more game stores to hold Netrunner events? Uh, care to speculate on other solutions? I know approximately nothing about card game business models, so I'd love your thoughts on this. Um, I mean, I don't know anything about I, I, don't, I don't either. I, retail. We can make a bunch of assumptions because that's probably what we're gonna yeah. do. Yeah. I but, mean, really, at, like. So you can't control kind of what a card shop does, right? And, like and if, also, also people that get into card shops do it for the love of the game. They don't do it for like uh, piles of money. Yes. So the so <laughs> thing is that when, when when he says pays the bills, that's a very very important. Yeah. He's he's being very honest. Yeah. As, it, for, as it literally, this is what keeps the lights yeah, on. Yeah. And 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 that's a, like so it is it is constant and it does make sense. Magic will pour, pull in more money. Yeah. For sure. It Which always is part of the reason why I don't. Like it. <laughs> But but it does keep these awesome gaming places alive. Yes, it, and that's what yeah, doing. for sure. And I actually don't I actually don't think that even the draft introduction will change. No, I don't think so either. I don't. Um, it, sadly, I don't think it will. Yeah, I think draft in general will be like a cool thing to do occasionally, but it's not gonna be the bloody money blaster. Yeah, that, of, magic, that magic is. Boosters yeah. is. And, and, it, there's a question. Plus, um, if you, and also if you think about it, when magic guys go in and play magic tourneys and stuff, they're also going to go pick up some packs or buy some boosters or yeah. do some trading. They're yeah. actively supporting. And when we hit up a, a, a games night, it's like, oh, there's the next booster pack out. I don't need any more cores. Yeah, like, it's like, I, yeah, when I show up to a tournament, I have all the cards I need to play. Yeah, we're not actively supporting these great places that, that, that have a, yeah. have a I place mean, I'll, for us. I like, we'll buy the data packs when they show up or whatever. That's like once a month. It's like 10, 12 bucks once a month. Sure, right? so, and that, and that again, isn't isn't paying the bills, so to speak. Yeah. And, and so it's not that these guys are greedy. They're, they just picked a profession that their, their love for gaming can be what they do every day all day exactly and the magic attorneys of course are going to be pulling in the more yeah the more so so as a person who plays and wants more time to play with other people kind of so part of the reason why jesse and i started running tournaments is just because like we wanted more tournaments to be played but obviously neither of us own a game shop so we just have it in places that aren't game stores yeah actually <laughs> um, our last one was at nels's building in the sport room what was yeah room? this is like a weird utility sport boardroom thing in my apartment building that can comfortably fit about 20 people easy yeah. we had like 26 we had a couple of floor games that's but fine that was, that was whatever it's not a big deal yeah um but yeah like we we ran one at a community center like and and then what we ended up doing was partnering with the local stores for like sponsorship in exchange for like hey guys when you need your netrunner stuff don't buy it off of Amazon sure I don't know if you can buy it on Amazon you can't in Canada maybe you can in the U S I think you can I, yeah. I, I I bought mine off Amazon actually okay well, one 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 of my cores anyways there you go yeah so don't do that <laughs> no don't do that basically in exchange, your local guys. yeah in exchange yeah. for like like advertising promotion mentions whatever with the local stores they would spot like give a few prizes or some gift certificates or whatever but also let you put up flyers in their in their stores just be like hey if people want to come play on saturday here's where we're going to do it in neutral ground sure, so sure, to speak yeah. and that I, I think has been relatively successful i mean there we do luckily enough there are two stores here in town that do have weekly nights yeah um yeah, tuesdays at Drexel and thursdays at the connection which that's is right. awesome yeah and like so we are a little bit spoiled because vancouver's a pretty big place yes there's gonna be places of the game yeah. i'm not sure where it comes from uh, i think it was washington, washington dc i'm thinking washington so yeah. yeah um so again like we're we're pretty lucky so we we're actually not feeling too much of 
uh, the, the the plate she's feeling. Yeah, but like f- like if if it's not happening in the stores, it just means you got to find somewhere else to do it, right? And you like, need to be like like Nels is very very uh, I, I would say aggressive in a good way <laughs> of, of, of finding places where you want to play the enthusiastic. game. Enthusiastic, enthusiastic is the is the proper <laughs> word there. But yeah, and uh, it's it, it it sucks, but you might need to get a team of scrappy net runners together and yeah. find but that place like, to play. You can like this is a thing that you can totally in general people get, you can totally katamari this right. Yeah, like you get like a half dozen people who all dig it, and then they tell their friends, and like every other week one of those people shows up, and then they tell some other people who know, and then one of those two people show up. So like. You could, if you just get enough of a consistent thing going, that that consistency will totally just glom more people onto it yeah. until you have something that just kind of supports itself. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. so it's tricky. S- sorry to hear, but best of luck. But worth it. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, Kim, but yeah. the magic is probably there to stay for yeah. good reason. Yeah, they're keeping that place. Uh, they're keeping the the heat on, yeah. which is good. Yeah, but keep fighting the good fight. That's right. Keep keep um, on running those nets. Speaking of playing community events uh jesse and i are going to be hosting not one but two tournaments two tournaments here in vancouver yeah at the end of may uh specifically uh, apropos of what we were speaking about earlier one of those is going to be a draft tournament and that'll be fun that'll it, be it fun. should be i am very excited yeah, i'm I, super excited i think it's gonna be great so these are occurring um at the inaugural uh terminal city tabletop convention uh no relation to terminal seven they just, the fact our, that they just all, took our name. They just took our name. They it's fine. Name. They, they're trying it's to fine. cash in on our awesome cachet. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. 11 episodes. I mean, who can blame them? Yeah, Obviously. really. <laughs> um, yes, this is this is an event that's happening here in Vancouver. It's basically like a big, giant board and card game fest, which is awesome. There should totally be more of these. Yeah. Um, it's happening on Saturday, May 31st, and Sunday, June 1st. And on Saturday, Jesse and I are running the draft tournament. And then on Sunday is just a normal standard show up with your decks and play tournament. Um, if folks want to play in the draft, we have, in partnering with a local game store, we have managed to secure some draft packs for basically super, super, super cheap. But folks are going to need to register ahead of time so we know exactly how many of those to order. Because because, because we, we, we love Netrunner, but we can't go into the red too hard. Yes. Right. Basically, Jesse and I have to buy all the packs earlier and then just get money from people to balance them out. Yeah. So if we order 30 <laughs> draft packs and 12 people show up, we have like $300 worth of cards that we don't know what to do with. Yeah. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll send them Kim's way. I, I, I <laughs> so if you are interested in playing and you should totally come out because I think it's going to be an awesome 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 time um, you can register for the draft tournament at term7.eventbrite.ca um, it's $30 if you need both a runner side a corpse side and the starter draft pack um, if you already have your own starter draft pack because you've played in some drafts already then it's just $25 for the two runner side and corpse side um, and if you already have all your own sealed draft packs, then you can just show up. It'll just be a $5 entry fee to help us cover the cost of prizes and other miscellency like that. Right. Um, and if you come to the, the tournament on Saturday, you can play in the standard tournament on Sunday for free. But if you just want to come to the Sunday tournament, then it's just 5 bucks. 5 bucks. You can just show up show or up. register ahead of time if you really want. But really, you can just kind of show up for that one. Yeah. Come beat us at, at, at Netrunner on the yep. Sunday. It'll be good. Mm. Um, and if anyone has any questions about this or anything else, you can email us at term7 at idlethumbs.net. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at term7. Um, and we've mentioned this before, but if 
you happen to like this podcast, and if you don't, I'm not sure why you're still listening to They're it. They're still here. They're still here. <laughs> Maybe you're a masochist. <laughs> um, uh, reviews on iTunes help with their weird search aggregation rating stuff. It just, ma- it just makes it easier for more people to find this. And my terrible self-esteem. Also, also you help Jesse get through the day. Yeah. Which is important. He is little a, by little. I just yeah. barely get through there. A, a rolling ball of misery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The opposite <laughs> of that, actually. Um, and uh, uh, thank you very much to Mr. Kevin Regami of Power Up Audio yeah. for helping us record this episode. He is a king of men. Um, and was recently nominated for like two friggin' IGF awards. That's true. Two IGF Not awards? one, but two. Yeah. Actually, three, as he gestures right now. Wow, sorry. That's okay. Too cool. Too- um, apparently, Power Up is buried in work right now. That's right. But, but they still let I'm us. I'm sure they still want to talk to folks. And Kevin was kind enough to let us abuse his time. But if you do need sound for games or any other kind of digital experience sure and you want some award-winning shit award-winning award-winning bleeps and bloops that's right because this is how we diminish the very important work kevin does yeah (laughs) you should hit them up at power up audio yeah um additionally our normal recording engineer matt martinson uh he's been doing these crazy but awesome like he's been doing basically he's got this project some insane like quixotic except i think he's actually going to accomplish it hacks <laughs> task this year where he wants to create an ep once a month every single month yeah um it is insane yeah, it, it is, is insane. completely nuts uh but he's he's nailed three so far and they're all weird and good matt makes strange music with strange instruments you can tell he's like a sound guy like yeah the weird sound guy yeah like the good sound guy the weird good sound guy yeah i think the latest one had some musical saw in it right but and he also cool. uses like a toy like piano a toy yeah there's like piano. a creepy little like it has like a piece of paper and then there's a crank or it's something like the stuff you hear right before the mannequin kills you yes basically right? that That's basically kinda, that yeah, yeah. Then Jigsaw rolls up or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you want to check out Matt's weird but totally awesome music yeah. with... Wow. I just realized we didn't sell that very well at all. No, it's good. Check it out. It's awesome. It's super good. Like, th- like that sells it far better than just someone like waxing poetic about how great a thing is. Sure, like, sure. It makes it sound interesting it, and weird. It, it, it made me feel something. And you can check out the cool album art that Jesse has been doing. I did. Um... That is all at mattesque, M-A-T-T-E-S-Q-U-E dot bandcamp dot com. And of course, as always, uh, thank you very much to Ed Harrison for letting us use his Neo Tokyo OST for the intro and outro music for this podcast. Um, we just, every week, it's really good. It's good stuff, It's that folks. simple. It's good stuff. Yeah, he, he nails it. It's fantastic. It's some of my favorite working music. You should totally check it out at edharrison.bandcamp.com. Mic check, mic check. There's the way I talk. This is the way I talk. This is how I enunciate terribly. Right up, up, right up, up. What is speaking emphatically? Like, like, get excited about something. Whoa! No way! <laughs> that card? <laughs> Nell's, you idiot! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>